You're listening to the podcast for all of the news, notes, and breakdowns for your Ohio State Buckeyes. This is Sons of the Shoe with Nick Wilson and Spencer German. Our live reaction show begins. Nick Wilson, Spencer German. Welcome to the Sons of the Shoe playoff selection ranking live reaction show. Hit us up with your comments, please. We want your filth. We want your anger. We want your agitation. Ohio State no longer ranked number one in the country. That honor falls to Georgia. Ohio State ranked two, then Michigan, then Florida State, then Washington to round out the top five here, guys. And again, we are a new podcast. Please follow, rate, subscribe, all that wherever you get your podcast. Spencer German, Ohio State, not number one now. Your thoughts here? Uh, I'm not too surprised. I know we talked about this on uh, our earlier episode that we dropped that, uh, you know, we always ask the question in fourth or short where we think Ohio State will be ranked. And I, I think last week, it, I, I think what your sort of philosophy was um, sort of came into play here. I think they were sort of setting themselves up to change this when the time was right. And Georgia hadn't really played anybody. They now had a, a tougher schedule in the SEC, beat a couple ranked teams. When I, I wonder if that game against Ole Miss had been closer, if things would have shifted this way. But because they beat them 52 to 17 or whatever the hell it was, I think it certainly was a statement that probably it, it that prompted them to jump to number one. It was basically it was less about Ohio State didn't do what they were supposed to do, and more about what Georgia did do. So it, this was kind of out of their control in that way, unless they, I guess Ohio State had decided hey, we're just going to run up the score to 60 on Michigan State. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I think I think the, com- the committee could have waited another week, but I think you mentioned the Ole Miss win, which obviously they ran away with that game, so that, that matters. I also think Missouri just kicking the living shit out of Tennessee yeah, I think helps. was a huge benefit because yeah. all of a sudden that Missouri win aged even better. And so, like, Listen, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think if you're an Ohio State fan, I think you're still feeling very good to be number two in the country. I think now it sets up a couple intriguing spots here. Um, I, listen, I think you could rank Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, any of the top three. And it wouldn't have even, like, it wouldn't have even bugged me if after Michigan beat Penn State, if all of a sudden you saw Michigan move up to two. Because the reality is, I think... I think the margins between these these three teams are nil. Like I think, and here's the thing: the difference for Ohio State and Michigan, I think, in the minds of a lot of people, is is the quarterback play. Statistically, they're very similar quarterbacks. I do think that JJ McCarthy is the better quarterback physically and has the higher upside on any any given game. But like, I'll be honest: I don't think if you're an Ohio State fan, you can gripe about three. I I would have been comfortable if they had waited one more week to flip the switch and move Georgia yeah. to one. But inevitably, I think we all knew when Michigan and Ohio State met up, if Georgia, if all three teams had won out, Georgia was going to be number one. So I think that puts an interesting scenario down the line with Georgia. And if anybody can beat them, um, I'll, I, can I tell you the one gripe that I do have on this? Why the hell is Florida State still ranked ahead of Washington? <laughs> I just because here's the thing. Well, Washington has Boo, the better uh, win. Boo tried to explain that afterwards. I think he he kind of just talked about eye test. It sounded like like they, yeah, yeah he, Florida he State tried and failed the eye test. 
But you're right. I think Washington's made their case, especially we keep pumping up the Pac-12 and how good the Pac-12 has been. And it's, I guess, uh, you know, riding off into the sunset season. They've been the Pac-12 has been awesome. So yeah, I agree. Hey, the ACC has been crap. Like, like Florida State, honestly, guys, is a paper tiger uh, as as an undefeated team, and the gap between them and the next best team is like, honestly, Louisville has no business being the the 10th ranked team in the country. They just don't. They're not good. We know they're not good, but they're the 10th team because uh, because we have to have a reason. We ha- we're setting up Louisville versus Florida State so that if Florida State be- beats Louisville, you've got a top 10 win at your hand. So, I think the I think the best thing that could happen if you just are a fan of chaos is Louisville loses to Miami this weekend because um, I can't remember who would then whether whether Louisville would still be in place for the ACC title game or what has to happen. But I'm telling you, like Florida State's uh, Florida State's not a playoff team. Washington is, and mm. Washington's been tested. They play in the better conference. They've they've got the better win. They've got the better quarterback. Like I, I just I will say that is frustrating to me because what it's setting up is if both teams win out, and unless you. Unless they're really going to finally give Washington double credit for beating Oregon twice, it sure feels like oh, we're just going to hold on to this and we're going to make Washington earn it at every single moment. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's a little crap. I will say, I, I don't know why I'm so heated. I have no affiliation to Washington, <laughs> but I just think I it's think, like I think you just look for something to be a f- frustrated about because this this first couple of weeks of the college football playoff have made a lot of sense. And that what's the fun in just saying, oh yeah, it all, it all looks you know like roses and rainbows and butterflies and everything's fine and good like we need something to grip about so i think that's the thing but i do see your point i think it's a fair one i think what's also interesting in relation to the ohio state georgia conversation i'm not saying georgia didn't deserve to maybe be one all along or at least earned it now that they've blown out a ranked team that was in the top 10 but they flashed the graphic up on the screen i, I took a picture of this that ohio state now <laughs> ohio state still has the first overall strength of record versus Georgia has the seventh and Ohio state strength. of schedule is 39th versus Georgia's is 78th. So even with that blowout win, they've put a lot of emphasis, obviously on strength of schedule to this point. That was why Ohio state was one from the jump. And I thought it was interesting that even though Ohio state has those credentials to their name, Georgia still was the team that jumped in. Once I saw that, I was kind of like, okay, maybe I could, maybe Ohio state still had a case here. But I still don't think it makes – I still – I'm not, like, outraged by the idea that Georgia jumps them. I think the, the the next logical question here in relation to Ohio State, Nick, is as you talk about, like, different iterations of how this thing plays out and does Florida State deserve to be ahead of Washington? Is Washington going to earn it at the end if they beat – you know, are they going to sneak in if they beat Oregon at the end of the season and everybody kind of runs the table here? But also for Ohio State, like, you almost need somebody to lose – here along the way because we talked about how with them being one even if they lost to Michigan there's a chance they could still sneak in because the, the committee valued that what they had done so much mm-hmm. now that you fought a two there's a little bit less margin for error if that happens so you you need something to sort of happen here that would allow you to still get in because if Georgia w- wins out they win their they win their conference they're in if Michigan beats you and wins the Big Ten they're in if Florida State, it seems like they are prioritizing Florida State. If they went out, win the ACC, then they're in. Washington, I'm assuming, it gets in if they beat Oregon a second time, I would imagine, right? So then there's there's your four teams. 
And I don't know if it's as clear as a, of a path for Ohio State. You almost need Washington to lose to Oregon, and then the debate would come down to like Oregon versus Ohio State, I guess, for that last spot, a, a conference champ versus a non-conference champ. I actually wonder if, and I mean, I, I listen. This is all wonky arithmetic, and we all we all agree on this. Um, I don't like when people just dismiss this as uh, it's just a TV show. It's so much more. Is Survivor <laughs> just a TV show? Go fuck yourself. Um, but the point is, I actually think with the way, if if let's say this this all holds out till the final week of the regular season, and then in and so we can play this out. If Ohio State loses to Michigan, I don't know that they should fall out of the top five. Um, and I kind of wonder, like, Washington then beats Oregon in the in the Pac-12 title game. I think that would catapult Washington over Florida State now that I'm completely doing the mental gymnastics that drive me effing crazy. And then I think it comes down to one loss Ohio State, one loss Florida State, or sorry, undefeated Florida State that's a conference tie, uh, conference champion. I think that gets I, you in. I Well, I no, I'm sorry. I, I think if everything but, but, tells well, you. On. Does it depend on how Ohio State loses to Michigan? Like yeah. If Ohio, well, I mean, gets, if Ohio State gets boat race, is it like, okay, no. But if they keep it close, was it like, okay, now we have a conversation? Yeah, I think if it's the 33-30 Washington-Oregon win uh, for Michigan at home, I think that's the kind of thing you can say, well, if that game's in Columbus, it's probably 33-30 the other way. Fair. And Ohio State has better wins than Florida State. And I do think it's a little cheeky, though. LSU now with, what is it, three losses being 15. I thought that was very interesting. Um, and I know, listen, can we just all admit one thing? Because it's not going to play out this way because somebody's going to win, somebody's going to lose. But right now, if the college football playoff started tomorrow, you would have Ohio State and Michigan as the first round. Hell matchup. yeah. Hell and yeah. I, no, I have a very strict rule on this. Oh, no. You've got to save that game. That game should not be in the first round of the playoffs. It shouldn't. All right? And and the NFL does it in a you different know way. Were, you know they were rooting for it last year. They They wanted those two teams to win. Well, but but again, did they not make those two teams avoid each other with the way they stacked the top four? Well, that's what I'm uh, saying. But they, you know that they when when they, it it was ruined pretty early on in the process because TCU just absolutely destroyed Michigan. But once uh, that happened, and then Ohio State almost beat Georgia, you know they were like, "Damn, man, we were so close to having Ohio State." And then if Michigan would have won, can you imagine Ohio State Michigan for the championship? Like that would have been epic. Well, and this is why this year, you and I sold it on the regular podcast. You guys can find it everywhere. You can get your podcast, Sons of the Shoe. It's this thing, but it's on uh, the podcast form or 92.3 The Fans YouTube channel. But, you know, we talked about how important this game is. Like, every, you know, now they're going to be two and three, but at the time they were one and three, right? If Georgia loses, you're potentially going to be one and two uh, facing each other for the right to, to go to the Big Ten title game. But how you lose might set up this perfect situation for you both making the playoffs, a la the way things happened last year. And here's the reason why it matters, because I'm I'm going to go ahead and say the heat's still going to be there from the scandal, uh, the the scandal. I'm if if Ryan Day loses and is in the playoffs, Ryan Day's embattled the same way he was last year. If Jim Harbaugh, regardless of if he loses or not, is the team to lose or not, he's going to be embattled. So you have the sign stealing scandal. You have all these things. This is the perfect year for uh, for two Ohio State Michigan match matchup. Now, what I will say is, it's not the year you want to be Ohio State in this because last year, if Ohio State and Michigan matched up for the second time, I think Ohio 
I think Ohio State wins that game. I agree. I think if they beat whoever beat Georgia was winning that national title, yeah, right? I agree. And I don't think if if you can't get past TCU, there's no way in hell you're beating Ohio State twice this year. I don't know. I don't know. And it's yeah. it's the perfect. Yeah. I don't know. We're trying to apply one loss Ohio State if they lose to Michigan and figure out like the math on how they would get in. I I, I think ultimately, like as we look at this thing, because I still think Florida State. I know it would be a conversation: Florida State undefeated, ACC champ versus Ohio State with one loss. Who gets in? Uh, there's a fair argument to be had there in discussion. Once we if we got to that point, um, but I think if if you're Ohio State and and as Ohio State fans, you want Florida State to lose this weekend to Louisville. You want them to lose like a, like it, it, you want Florida State out of the picture so that just eliminates that conversation because then you know it'll come down to like Oregon versus Washington in a, in a Pac-12 championship and then it just comes down to whether or not you get in over like a Texas or an Alabama and I think that the case can be made if you hold form against Michigan then you're okay but I wonder does the same thing apply to Michigan if Ohio State does win that game like if it's a one-loss Michigan who doesn't win the Big Ten do they get in without the strength of schedule that Ohio State has. I, I'm, I'm really curious about that alternative if it plays out that way instead. I would just go ahead and say this. I think if if it's Michigan, a one-loss Michigan or a one-loss Ohio State against Florida State from a weak-ass conference, especially if, from a weak-ass conference, especially if they continue to struggle, like if they continue, like if they just barely eke by Louisville in a prospective ACC game. If if the rest of their um, regular season it's close but not convincing victories, yeah, I think that's uh, that's. If you're Florida State, there's just no way. Listen, it right now they shouldn't be the four seed. Everybody knows that it's ba- very similar to Ohio State should not have been the one seed in a lot of people's minds. But where it comes now is you could be riding that four seed all the way to the last moment. You could still go undefeated and it could still get snatched from you. And Florida State fans will be have their arms up in the air, but then we'll say you had the worst conference. Uh, well, okay, second worst conference of the the Power Five conferences. Florida State's best win was a win over what three loss LSU. Like yeah. at some point, the math is just like why why is Florida State still there? And I'm not trying to relitigate that, but I'm saying that pressure I think is going to build up as each one of these weeks go. Because Florida State has to start really kicking the crap out of guys, uh, kicking the crap out of their opponents. And I'll say this, man. Georgia versus Alabama, it's a real thing. This is what it's setting up to be. And I think that's the other thing to watch here is, you know, they're already set to play December 2nd here. Um, I think Alabama's last game is up against uh, Auburn. They've got uh, our our little sisters of the poor coming up uh, this Mm -hmm. weekend. So, yeah, they've got Chattanooga this weekend, then Auburn to to finish out the regular season, and then Georgia. And I think that's a really intriguing matchup because I think the worst case scenario don't sleep on the Ohio, Well, I well, but I think the worst case scenario for Ohio State and Michigan is hundred percent that that Georgia loses to Alabama. And by the way, that also be just god awful for Florida State and probably be awful for uh, yeah. for yeah. Washington as well. Real, I want to I want to continue with this because I have a scenario that could play out that I think we need to sort of walk through that involves Alabama. But I was going to say I, I think you're right about Florida State in the sense that it feels like they've just kind of been there as like a, I don't know if it's a courtesy, but it's kind of like a, okay, you guys keep kind of just doing what you're doing, so we won't we won't we won't dock you any points. But mm-hmm. I think you're right that like if you're looking at the top 
four teams right now. I think three of them have mostly passed the eye test in Georgia, Michigan, and Ohio State. I think Florida State's the one that's like, they're still undefeated and they're all trending towards being a conference champ, so we'll keep them there. But at the same time, I don't know that they've passed the eye test as much. And, and, and same thing can be said about Washington to an extent. Like, they've played some closer games. But I think they play in a tougher conference right now, to your point. Than real State. quick, real quick, before we get to your, your other yeah. – because I just yeah. want to ask something. How the hell is Penn State 12 when their two losses are Ohio State and Michigan? I was just I, like I, I was just looking down this here and like uh for instance Oregon State's losses are Washington well are Washington State and Arizona and they're ranked one spot ahead of Penn State whose losses are number 2 and number 3 in the country. That's a little confusing. Don't, and again, I'm not here to stand for James Franklin. The dude's a dodo bird. He he deserves <laughs> to lose the last two games, but or his these two games, but like how do you lose to the number at the time number 1 team of the country and number three team of the country and you're the 12th team like i i would imagine penn state should still be seen as and again i'm it's not about penn state it's about there are no more impressive losses in the world than two top three losses yeah yeah you talk about strength of record right like the there are only two losses or two of the top four teams in the country that's that's a fair point especially with Oregon state being right in front of them. I think the rest of the teams in front of them kind of make some sense. Like Louisville's only got one loss. They're trending towards being in an ACC championship. Missouri's biggest law, or do they have Missouri only has one loss right now? I think Dose. Or two, two losses. Okay. But once to Georgia. So yeah, like I know Alabama and Texas only have one loss a piece. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting that they are 12th, but I think that's also what's keeping them in the, the top 12 is the fact that those are other two losses. So the scenario that I was talking about, if Alabama were to win out, mm-hmm. meet Georgia, which they should meet Georgia in the sec championship game. And they beat Georgia. Let's say it's a close game. Let's say they beat Georgia by like three points at last second field goal, a touch and maybe a touchdown in the last drive, something like that. And they they're the SEC champion. Okay, Alabama's Alabama's getting in. They won the as everybody says toughest conference in football, right? But you're not going to not put Georgia in because Georgia then wins or Georgia then goes undefeated up until that point. They they'll be number one in the country most likely still, and their only losses to Alabama, who's gotten better and better as the season's gone on in the SEC championship game, toughest conference in football. Yada yada yada. So I think both those teams probably get in, but then. What happens if, okay, Michigan wins the Big Ten? They're probably in. You got one spot left. Washington, who's been ranked ahead of Alabama all season, has the best win on this on, on anybody's schedule at this point in beating Oregon. Mm-hmm. They win the Pac-12. Are they getting that last spot? Or is Texas – like, what do you do with Texas in this scenario? Because Texas literally would have one loss. If they, if they run the table too, their one loss would be to the team that won the SEC – probably jumps up to like probably jumps to number one in the country in that, in this scenario, if they beat Georgia and their only loss would be to Alabama and they just be kind of left in limbo. Cause they're sort of sitting on the outside looking in. What do you do in that scenario? I think Ohio state's definitely out in that scenario. I think Florida state's definitely out in that scenario, but if Washington's there as a, as a, as a conference champion, Texas is there as a conference champion and they only have the one loss to Bama. Like what the hell do you do? In that scenario, what what happens? Does Georgia actually not get in because you want to put both Washington and Texas in? Um, I mean, I just think once you get to like if it's 
I actually think Washington's probably the one that could get screwed in this because again, Washington's a great program, but it's not Texas. It's not Alabama. It's not Ohio state. It's not Michigan. It's not Georgia. Now I do think we have to address in this Texas scenario, the ability for Oklahoma state to hit both teams, leaving the big 12 for the sec with double deuces on the way out. Oh, Oklahoma state already spoiled things in bedlam in the final uh, yeah. instance of bedlam when in the, in the uh, big 12. And because of that, they now hold the tiebreaker for the big 12 title game over Oklahoma. So you've got Oklahoma state and They've got Houston and one other piddly shit team that I can't remember off the top of my head, but neither of those teams should theoretically beat Oklahoma State. So in a way, Oklahoma State then gets to screw over Texas because a win over Oklahoma State in the Big 12 title game just won't carry the same water as if they were, you know, what is it, number 23 Oklahoma State versus number 14 Oklahoma. So in a way, it's kind of poetic justice if you're a Big 12 fan yeah. because you're going to be able to say at the end of the, the the conference championship, well, listen, Alabama, yeah, sure, head-to-head matters, but Alabama this week, they've been one spot behind it this whole time. They beat number one. Your best win here if you are Texas – or sorry, your, your conference title win is Oklahoma State. Sorry. Sorry, man. Like, man, I'm telling you right now, if I am um, Texas, I'm I'm trying to see if we can funnel players into the portal for this Houston or for this uh, for the Oklahoma Houston game. And by the <laughs> way, I know it doesn't work that way, but I'm I'm telling like I'm going like parent trap it. I'm like going to swap out jerseys. Like, no, they're no, uh, they're picking up players off of Bishop Sycamore and yeah. bringing them onto the team. Yeah, but but under the same name. Like, no, 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 no. That's the uh, Caleb Williams that's been here the whole year. Um, they're like, pulling, I just, they're pulling a uh, Jimbo Fisher and they're like warming yes. up quarterbacks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, Arch Manning comes out of the thing for uh, for Houston, and it's like, wait, doesn't he play for Texas? Not anymore. He's now playing against Oklahoma State. Like, I just, I think. I think the best thing for the Big 12 to get Texas in is if Oklahoma State gets one more loss, which puts Oklahoma in the Big Ten, uh, Big 12 title game. I don't think that's happening, and I think it's I think it's a really interesting philosophical question. So you think you think it'll come down to Alabama, even though they have the one loss to Texas, their bet their their best win would be in the SEC championship against Georgia, and Texas's second best win would be against Oklahoma State in a conference championship game, and it's kind of just like. Well, yeah, you beat them, but it was earlier in the season, and now they have the better win, so they're jumping you now. That, that that's kind of what you're you're alluding to, essentially. I think that would very much be, and I, I okay, I'm. I'm I, th- I think it's the right point. I'm just I'm just trying to make sure that I'm like understanding it correctly. I think that's what you're trying yeah. to say. And well, and I think I think what's important is, I think it's a really important philosophical argument, and I think there is a precedent here, and I know. The, you know, the selection committee loves to run away from precedents and I get it, but like you look at Alabama, they, their one loss is to Texas. Like how much does head to head matter? I personally think head to head should be the only thing that matters, but they have bucked that trend before. And I think in this case, if you say one loss Bama with the most impressive win in college football, because that's what beating number one, Georgia is. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the other thing. It's been a long time since that Texas loss. So you can sell yourself. Well, a lot better. You kicked the crap out of Kentucky, who was a good team. You kicked the crap out of LSU, 
who they conveniently have ranked 15th as a three loss team. You, you, you beat, you know, what, two touchdowns by Tennessee. So I think, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I personally think it would be Alabama, but I think it should be Texas. And I, I just think yeah. it's really interesting that I think we've all understood here. The beauty of the four team playoff is you can manipulate this thing. However you want it. If you are the college football playoff and there's no wrong answer. Because the more people get pissed about it, the more attention <laughs> that is paid to it. And this is why it's not smart to run it down as just a TV show, because it does have real implications. And things like setting Florida State here, there could be unintended consequences here by the committee. And I listen, I also think it's all subjective. All right. If this isn't going to be based off some convoluted BCS formula that nobody really understands and that nobody thinks everything is weighted properly as it should be then this is how it goes. And I think, listen, man, I think there's about seven storylines from these playoffs, and we've covered about five of them. And there's a couple kind of sitting, lurking back, you know, Penn State, obviously, where they are. But there are some teams lurking that I think have an impact on this, and I think that's exactly how it should be. Mm -hmm. Like, the thing that people miss all the time is, whether it was the BCS or this, waiting on these rankings and, like, seeing these rankings shift it absolutely adds to a national conversation oh, for yeah. college football. The more that this is conversed. I mean, look, we're it, doing a show all based off of it right now, right? Yes. Like we're, and, we're reacting to it right now. And the more dialogue there is, the better. And again, they really fucked up with Washington. Like it, it's <laughs> yeah. at this point, it is borderline um, disrespectful. But that's, again, like if Washington wins out and Florida State wins out, there's a conversation there where you can make that change at any point that you want. So yeah. Yeah. there's a long winded way to say, I don't really think there's anything too objectionable other uh, <laughs> objectionable other than the Washington thing today. But yeah. like, I, I gotta say, man, I didn't know that they were going to pull the trigger this week. I was, I think I said I was 50 50 on the podcast earlier today. And now I think it sets up a really fascinating game of, and continuing to push in, well, all right, if Ohio State's two and loses a three-point game or a one-point game or loses on a missed extra point or something like that, at, like at what point does it become two Big 12 or two SEC teams versus two Big Ten teams? Yeah. And yeah. could you just could you just shut out the rest of the conferences if that yeah. happened? Well, and you because I think that's a possibility too. Yeah. And the head-to-head -head thing, they asked Herbie about it on the show. And he basically said the same thing. You Well, you said you believe head-to-head -head should matter the most, just kind of from like your philosophical perspective. But he basically said what you alluded to, which is head-to-head -head matters basically to a point. But when you get to this point in the season, like you said, there, it, it's a subjective thing. There's a lot of different angles to attack it. There's a lot of different things that are going to come into play. You can't you, – it, it is undeniable that Bama will have to be in if they beat Georgia in that game. And then I think Georgia has to also get in because they only have one loss to Bama who jumps them to be number one. And then, yeah, you're right. Like how they play it the rest of the way would be interesting based off of if Ohio State beats Michigan and Michigan's not a Big Ten champ. If it's the other way around, then Michigan beats Ohio State and Ohio State's not a Big Ten champ, but they only have one loss. And then what do you do with Florida State? And then what do you do with Washington if they win their conference, which we've been saying on this show, the Pac-12 might be the best conference in football this year. Maybe I won't go that far, but they've been really, really good. A lot of ranked teams throughout the season. You got a Heisman candidate and Caleb Williams out there. Like, there's been some really good Pac-12 teams this year that have kind of been up and down the rankings. And Washington still holds right now 
what's the best win in college football. So, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of happens from here. And kudos to the selection committee for having just enough change in the top 10 to incite 27 minutes of reaction and uh, analysis by this podcast. So uh, again, we've got the post game uh, show coming up right here uh, on 92, three, the fans YouTube channel. That's going to be live in the, what I think we all assume is going to be a win over Minnesota this weekend. Of course, that's a 4 PM kick on big 10 network. So we're going to do that one live. You guys can catch us right here and also wherever you get your podcast after the fact, then of course next week we're going into Michigan week. I think we can. I think we're going to come up with some fun, fun stuff. The 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 kind of leading into Michigan week there. But uh, again, rate, subscribe, follow. Please do that. We're a new podcast. We depend on your listenership, and we appreciate you guys. That does it. Ohio State no longer number one in the country. They're number two. Can you really be that mad? Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Go Bucks. 